Hey, I've got some exciting news for you. For nearly a decade, the Social Media Marketing Society has been helping marketers like you to keep up with the changing times. This is our private community just for marketers, and the doors are open right now. When you join, you get access to ongoing training and become part of a welcoming community of marketers who are just like you. Learn more at smmarketingsociety.com. Again, smmarketingsociety.com. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media. On today's show, are you using YouTube Shorts in your marketing? If so, there's some updates you're definitely going to want to be aware of. And if you aren't, you may want to after hearing this. Also, some of YouTube's costs are going up. They're saying they have no plans to pass those costs on to marketers. They're also not saying they're not going to do that. And so we'll explain that. And for channels that get a lot of comments, a long-awaited tool is finally here. We'll explain that and lots more right now. My name is Jerry Potter. Yes, it rhymes with the boy wizard, host of the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, a social media examiner production, where we break down the latest social media news and what it means for marketers like you. I was recently at Social Media Marketing World, and I had a chance to connect with some of our best customers. A lot of them listen to our podcast, just like you do. Not everyone knows what I'm about to share with you. We do something special here at Social Media Examiner. The best of the best of the guests that you hear on the Social Media Marketing Podcast not only teach at our conference, but they're also part of our secret society called the Social Media Marketing Society. Each month, our top-tier guests who have been on my show are invited to train inside our society for an exclusive group of marketers who are just like you. The training is designed to help you go from being a passive consumer of content to a marketer who is in active learning mode. So if you're ready to make real progress with your marketing, you're a perfect fit for the Social Media Marketing Society. Join us by visiting smmarketingsociety.com. We've got a really big sale that is ending very soon, so don't delay. Again, visit smmarketingsociety.com and join today. Today, I am joined by one of my favorite guests, Diana Gladney, a YouTube expert and consultant. Her YouTube channel is designed to help entrepreneurs simplify the video creation process, and she is host of the Video Simplified podcast and one of the amazing speakers coming to Social Media Marketing World. She's going to be talking about unlocking the power of AI create videos your audience can't ignore. So welcome back to the show, Diana. Always a pleasure to be here. <laughs> so shorts are just keep getting better. And YouTube has released some new numbers and some new information. So kind of update us on everything that's going on with YouTube shorts in regard to marketers. Yeah, YouTube shorts is the cool kid at the new school. And so constantly YouTube has been trying to fight that battle with TikTok and Instagram kind of, you know, playing in the rear there. But Shorts has hit up to 50 billion daily views, and that is huge because over the cross of YouTube, they say 1.5 billion logged in users actually watch shorts every month. And where that plays a part in for marketers is that if you already have where you have that X number of subscribers that are already interested in your content, shorts is just a natural navigation for it. if they want to sign in for long form content, you have something. If you have short form content, you have something. But the discovery of that and just how many more people are consuming it, it just opens the door so wide for a lot of the content that marketers are doing or even can repurpose with all the new tools coming to shorts. 
Well, and, you know, mathematically, I don't know what the current world population is, but that's almost like everybody on the planet watching seven shorts a day or something yeah. like that. <laughs> and they've come a long way because you and I remember when shorts first kind of came out, it was like, okay, this is neat. Is this going to happen? And it was sort of disconnected from, you know, the VODs, the longs, the pants, whatever you want to call the <laughs> long videos. We've called them several things on the show, but right. the traditional YouTube videos, but now they are intertwined and you can use shorts to reach new people and send them to your regular videos and everything like that, which is massive. Yeah. And I think with the analytic data that has come back of some of the other updates that Shorts has been doing is separating it from your regular videos, like we've talked about in previous episodes, so that now you know what that data is. You can pay attention to the consumption rate, average view duration, all the regular stats that you want to know for a regular YouTube video. Having that and knowing that many more people are watching your content, again, it just opens the door. And I think it's going to be a big shift for a lot of marketers. Now, one of the other big announcements recently was that shorts are now part of the YouTube partner program, which is basically when you qualify for YouTube to show ads on your videos and you can get a little bit of extra profit, which is nice. So what are these updates with, I mean, how is shorts incorporating into all that? Because it's different than the traditional VODs, the videos on demand that YouTube has always had. Yeah. So the partner program, a lot of creators, if you've just signed in, you would have seen a banner at the top of your YouTube studio page encouraging you to go ahead and get access to that. Now, you can get access to the shorts income that would be kind of separate. It's a different pool that they're pulling from. Again, and they're adding in the extra stuff when it comes to music. A few other topics we've talked about with the shorts. Now, all of these are coming together in very nicely well-packaged kit, if you will, where you have your regular income from YouTube ads, but you also have it for the shorts, in addition to how people are consuming it just across the platform. So let me see if I understand this right without turning it into a math problem. But basically right. <laughs> all the ads that get shown on shorts gets put into a big pool or a mm -hmm. giant bank account, I guess. And then everybody who's part of the partner program for shorts that gets any views gets a chunk of that, no matter how big or small. Is that your interpretation as well? Yeah. And I think it's interesting to see how this is going to play out, because when we look at other income models, I think more closely related, like affiliate income type programs or like, again, just other stuff. This is very different. And YouTube has always been super generous compared to other social platforms. So knowing that you're going to get a piece of the pie, the only people that I know that's doing anything close to this is Amazon with some of their book promotions and whatnot, if you do like the Kindle Unlimited. So we've not seen this in the industry really before when it comes to that. So that'll be really interesting to get a piece of the pie if you're just producing content. Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, you're right, because most of the platforms don't have any kind of sharing like this, which is fantastic. And once you're in the partner program, it's for any size channel. Theoretically, if you got five views, you would get a piece of that. Now it might be 0. 0.000001 cents and you may never see it. But still, I think it's great that the way that they are setting that up. So excited that you are going to be at Social Media Marketing World. We'd love to have you as well. If you want to learn about YouTube, AI, video, paid acquisition from Facebook to TikTok, it's all covered. We can let our expert trainer show you precisely how to capitalize on ads across all the major social platforms. And you're not going to find this depth of training anywhere else. Grow your business with the latest strategies you'll learn at Social Media Marketing World. You can go to socialmediamarketing.world to grab your ticket today. Again, that's socialmediamarketing.world. So another one of these updates that's important in terms of they do have new terms in terms of being part of YouTube and everything like that. So definitely log into YouTube Studio because if you haven't yet, you have until July 10th to accept these new terms. But there's this other thing I wanted to ask you about because I definitely don't fully understand it. 
YouTube is calling them country pass-through changes. But the only thing that I saw there was they were saying, we don't plan to pass these expenses on to you yet. <laughs> so it's something to do with what their costs are in different countries around the world, right? Right. I feel like to give and, and present as if we know all the details, I think they're just giving a very, very small piece of the pie of what this means, which we know that you have different platform taxes. You know where they can do certain things in various countries. And us in the U.S., we've kind of enjoyed the freedom of never really being restricted in any way. But we are still receiving views from other countries. So that can kind of mess up things a little bit, if you will. But they're saying they're not going to pass this on to us right now. But again, it's, it kind of feels like it's with an asterisk mark next to it. Yeah. And so this is something that they plan to deal with throughout the year. And I just feel like based on the article that YouTube released, we, we were really kind of just in a question mark gray zone right now with that. Almost like they were testing the waters, like, let's see what people will say. Yeah. Similar to how we saw with Netflix, if you're talking about industry specific live stream streaming content, they put out a thing saying no more sharing or you're going to get charged. And then they got a lot of kickback for that. And there's like, oh, sorry, this we didn't mean to do this. I feel like YouTube is kind of, well, let's just see what they say. And if they don't say anything, it's like, cool, let's proceed with what we had in, in mind for this. But as far as deductions and if we have to deal with any costs, Again, not right now, but that could be an asterisk. I think we should just keep a close eye on what YouTube actually does. And I just always pay attention to the verbiage that they use. And they said, we don't plan to pass these costs on in 2023. But of course, that could change tomorrow. So exactly. we'll see. <laughs> the court of public opinion can be pretty popular, as we saw with your Netflix example, which is a perfect analogy. So well, let's get back to cool features that marketers can use, including the ability to go live together. So tell us about this, Diana. Yeah. So again, playing more in this vertical video medium, you now can go live on your mobile devices and you have to have 50 subscribers, which I think everybody easily can meet that demand. A verified channel, meaning that you've gone through the basic steps, verify your email, agree to terms, conditions, things that most marketers have already done on their channel and no strikes when it comes to copyright or channel strikes in general. That means just being good standing. I think this is super easy, very easy to do. You can go on your mobile device. And you have to have these parameters, not your guest, but you can bring somebody on, they'll split the screen. And now I think for marketers, you can do this in a very interactive way, really engage with your community by answering questions. I think this is a great way to do that. If for any details that are market specific, like we're talking about the country pass through details for finances and whatnot, if that happens, maybe you can bring on your viewers and actually answer their questions. So this ability, I think, is in addition to some of the other live streaming things we've seen happen with mobile. I think this is really smart because, again, it's just opening up the device that's super powerful already on our phone. And if all of us are already on our phones, why not let's connect and even do some improper live streams and bring a guest on live on your device? And ultimately, it streams to both person's channel, right? So you're combining audiences in that way. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, it's interesting. They only require, I guess, whoever the person is that's starting it. Now you can initially set up one or you can do it impromptu. But if you're setting it up, they're saying you have to do this on desktop. I would imagine that changes fairly soon because it only makes sense to be able to randomly do this on your phone or schedule it. But you can go in the YouTube studio on desktop, schedule it, but actually still go live on your mobile. And I think for an event, something like social media marketing world, Imagine like we're getting to do this digitally now. We could set that up today and then actually do that kind of a live stream in person at the event. And it's just super duper smart. Yeah. Just a quick side note. How much do you do with YouTube on your phone versus on the computer? 
a lot of the planning stuff I would do on desktop, but a lot of the watching and consumption I actually do on my mobile device, surprisingly. It seems like just the more real estate that you have on your phone, or not your phone, but your computer is easier for me personally, but I like the changes that they've been making to the YouTube Studio app for mobile. If it makes it a little bit easier to navigate, then that works out better, but I do desktop personally. So YouTube has released some interesting updates with comment moderation, as well as if your channel gets in trouble, understanding why that is, which we'll get into in just a second. But they've also released this report around culture and trends around the creator economy and content and all of that. So what did you see as you were looking through that? And how can we apply that to the brands that we work with as marketers? Yeah, for sure. And so I think a lot of this trend paying attention to it is honestly looking at the social behaviors of our viewers. They outline three dominant things here for these trends is number one, the creator driven content is taking over the TV screen. I think everything is YouTube when it comes to <laughs> content is that number two is long form and short form creativity are more powerful together. So the longs, the pans, the VODs, videos, demands, in addition to the short form content, that's a social behavior we're now seeing confirmed in a trend. And then number three, Gen Z creators are the new content studios, which I think it's easy to call them kids, but they're honestly young adults and just regular adults at this point. But those three things, number one, it basically says content creation and content consumption right now is the king in the industry. People are preferring just creator content versus other stuff. And you don't have to do the either or like when YouTube first released uh, shorts and they were really, really pushing that, like most platforms, you don't have to choose. You can do both and your viewers prefer that. So as a marketer, I think it just makes sense to pay attention to those social behaviors and YouTube is confirming that with these uh, recent trends. Well, and that's always been one of the weaknesses on TikTok is it's like, okay, yeah, you can make these quick videos, but what if I want to nurture my audience and go a little deeper? You had to move mm -hmm. them elsewhere. And they've added stories and now you can do 10 minute videos on TikTok and things like that. But in general, I mean, that was the big weakness. So it's cool to see this. And, you know, I just saw something that seems all of a sudden related now in my head the other day, one of the top downloaded free apps on phones right now is CapCut, which is TikTok's free video editing tool. Mm -hmm. And it's above all of the other social networks. I mean, it was higher than TikTok, higher than Instagram, you know, higher than YouTube, I think. And, you know, that says one of two things, either one, as you said, more and more people than ever are making content now, or two, the saturation has just gotten there where people aren't downloading the other apps anymore because they've already got them. But I think there is just like you said, that surge in content creation in a way that we've never seen before. Yeah, I think the fight for which platform is more like which one does your person prefer to go to? And I think where marketers would win in this scenario, I feel like this has been this like the feel and the vibe. It's a struggle battling TikTok all the time or they're having to be there without having to be able to produce their ads or, you know, like we're talking about social media marketing world. And it's like, how do you really present that on something where people are just doing this all day, flicking their finger up and down? Well, now knowing that this trend of long and short form together are extremely powerful, brings that attention right back to YouTube. You don't have to be all these other places. You can really, like I said, use apps like CapCut or any of these other ones. The Captions app is really cool. So you can see like the animated captions and stuff on your screen. All that on mobile, go live with your community, still stay on YouTube and get all the other benefits as well. So I think it's just coming together in a, a nice bundle.
Yeah. And they also announced some updates for comments, which give us new ways to engage with our audience and keep up if you do manage a channel that's a little bit bigger. So what are some of these updates they've given us? You know, it's comment management, but ultimately it's engaging with your audience, right? Yeah. So the one thing that I'm extremely happy about is number one, when you sign into YouTube studio and you initially go to the comments tab, you would see usually like whomever it is that you haven't replied to, or you can just uncheck it or what have you. Well, now what you're able to do is actually see which comments have you replied to, but they have new replies, which is now important, I think, for YouTube to pay attention. There's conversations happening in the comments section that we're losing track of. And I know for a fact, two years ago, I had to switch the way that I was able to do this because YouTube didn't have it. I think only maybe TubeBuddy had a, something that you could do, a filter to figure this out. Mm-hmm. And now you have to search through all the stuff. So this cuts down on time tremendously of who am I talking with and having communications with that now I can just more easily keep up with it just with a simple little button, a little filter to say comments with new replies. Yeah, which, yeah, changes everything. And then also, if somebody comments on a YouTube short, you can reply with another video that becomes a YouTube short and it's rolled out for iOS and it's coming to Android soon. But this is, that's essentially what it is, right? It sort of creates a a loop of videos almost. Right, so you've seen this on TikTok, may have, Marketers, I think, probably seen it more heavily on Instagram, where you hit that shorts icon now that's showing up that you can reply to these comments as a short. This was something that's already kind of like a a similar feature in the YouTube stories. But this now just makes one creation of shorts and consumption of shorts that much easier. They haven't seen anything or I haven't seen anything about the notifications of if your comment gets picked and you get notified but I can foresee that coming because again, it brings you right back to the app, which is one of the metrics that they care about. But being able to do this, you can move it around, integrate it, still have all those other buttons for shorts available. I honestly think for marketers, this is a great way to start answering those frequently asked questions, conversations, again, the new replies system as well, using that and just honestly, you can have a short strategy of nothing but Q&A and that's a playlist that you have, but you don't actually have to come up with the content. The questions are the content. Well, and as somebody who hates typing on my phone, like (laughs) more than going to the dentist with a drill in my mouth, I just, you know, I would much rather be able to, you know, whip it out and record them a quick video, you know, Mm -hmm. to answer questions. So that's one thing that I especially love about it. Another update to analytics in YouTube Studio is they've actually given a full tab now for playlists. So does that say to you that Playlists, they've been around for years, but they must be getting utilized if YouTube is investing that kind of you know time into their development. Yes. And one of the things that I've noticed socially, like the new interface and that I've seen a tremendous amount of work. And we've talked about this on the show where YouTube has taken a whole lot of time to make the user experience on mobile that much more enjoyable and easier to deal with. Now, I don't think it's so much so because of They're trying to maybe push you to create more playlists. But what I have noticed, Google being the parent company, when you're searching for something on Google, what you find is that you'll get sometimes playlist suggestions coming up in the search result. And they've completely cleaned up the way that that page looks when you click on a video. It used to just still look like a YouTube video, but now they're trying to clean it up, get rid of all distractions. So you stay watching that content. If that opens up even more so for a playlist or they open that door a little bit more, I can foresee us making way more playlists specific to search behavior or things that are important in our various markets. And marketers can absolutely just go gangbusters on this one and and dominate. 
Yeah, well, and we get these different levels now where you know, you've got your playlist of videos and then within the videos you can do chapters. I mean, I started doing chapters for key videos and mm. friends will send me screenshots like, oh, your video came up for this section. And I'm like, oh, good, they work, you know. So, and that's obviously just with the playlists on a higher level. So mm-hmm. I hadn't heard much about playlists in a while. And so it was interesting to see that they're investing in that again. And then one of the biggest frustrations for marketers on any of these platforms, including YouTube, is when you get a content strike, you violated community guidelines. Of course, the community guidelines are all vague so that, you know, it stands up in court or whatever they're trying to achieve (laughs) there, right? So everything is covered. But they're giving us a, a little bit more insight onto if we get one of these, what went wrong? What are they doing now on YouTube? What are the tools that we're going to have for this? Like you said, it felt like if YouTube banged a hammer and hit you on the head, you didn't know why or what you did or when or where, <laughs> especially like, you you know, marketers were creating educational content a lot of the times. So now they have a guided resolution flow overview to show you what the process is going to look like. Timestamps, which is huge to say, hey, it happened at specifically this marker, which I think even for like music strikes or whatever, just notifications for copyright. I see that a lot now. So seeing that with strikes it's a big relief. <laughs> it's no way to put it. It's a big relief. And then a guided resolution flow specifically, again, with the timestamps is extremely important to know what part of my video had the problem and giving me options of how I can fix this. And that's the part that yeah stands out like nothing I've seen on any other platform as well as that timestamp thing. Because if you know they say, oh, your video did this and it doesn't sound familiar and it's a 22 minute video and you're going through frame by frame, like you don't want the video to get taken down or you don't mm-hmm. want to create 10 more videos with that same problem. So right. that is a great update for sure. Well, quick reminder, you can get your physical or virtual ticket for Social Media Marketing World right now at socialmediamarketing.world. Diana will be there talking about using AI to create incredible video and lots, lots more. Diana, where can we discover more about you? Yes, you can always go to dianagladney.com. You can at Diana Gladney in the YouTube search since we now have handles and anywhere online except for Twitter, which is Diana Gladney with the number two because I messed up the first one. (laughs) (laughs) Got it. Well, if you want to add another podcast to your listening lineup, two for you to check out. One is the Social Media Marketing Podcast, where we talk about topics like these and more with lots of incredibly talented guests. And the Web3 Business Podcast. Until next time, may you be wise with your marketing decisions. Thanks, everyone. Bye. The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more social media insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com. Hey, just a quick reminder, join the Social Media Marketing Society today and level up your marketing for your company or your clients. Visit smmarketingsociety.com to find out more.